Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Hey everyone, welcome to the Curious Girl Diaries podcast. I'm Layla London, aka The Curious Girl. Now just to let you know, this podcast is not suitable for work. It's also not suitable for anybody under 18. But the rest of you consenting adults, let's get ready to talk about my sex life, sex in general, and everything in between in explicit, raunchy, fun detail. All right, here we go. I didn't have a good experience with sex. The one person I did sleep with, it just wasn't good. And I never enjoyed it. Wait a minute, you weren't masturbating? We were only having sex once a month, once every couple months. I've always been protective, super protective of her. Like our friends usually make fun of like his protectiveness. She never walks on the outside of the sidewalk. Those are like dominant traits. It's very primal, it's very, at times very aggressive. It's a kind of sex that I never thought I would have. I learned my body, but like he's really learned it too. I actually made myself squirt for the first time and showed him how I did that. And what I love about it is I feel like I'm falling in love with him all over again. Hey everyone, welcome to the Curious Girl Diaries podcast. I am Layla. Happy Saturday, you guys. I'm super excited for today's guests. I have Britt and Sean, and they've been together for 19 years and married for 14. And 90 days ago, they decided to completely overhaul their sex life. And Britt, the female of the couple, reached out to me and sent me the lovely voicemail and filled me in on what was going on in her relationship. And I immediately said, you've got to come on the show. So without further ado, please welcome Britt and Sean to the Curious Diaries podcast. Welcome, guys. Thank you. Thank Thank you. you for having us. Yes, I'm so excited. Okay. Just give everybody a little bit about your backgrounds and kind of how you guys met and how long you've been together and kind of what the status of your sexual relationship has been prior to this 90 days. So we were both from the same small town. We met in high school. Well, I was in high school. He was in college. And we're just kind of one of those that you start really young. We got married right out of college. And... I mean, we've been together the entire time. We have never had any separation. We never took a break. We never dated anybody else in that time frame. Both of us had only been with one other person prior to us meeting and dating and us sleeping together. So really the sex life was very, very limited. And the sexual experience was very, very limited. And for me, I didn't have a good experience with sex. The one person I did sleep with, it just wasn't good. And I never enjoyed it. I never... I just assumed, okay, it's not supposed to feel good. You're just supposed to get through it and make them think that you had a good time and then move on kind of thing. Can I ask you though, did you, I mean, really was that, that was your belief? You just felt like it's not supposed to be pleasurable for you? It really was. And it was one of those things like, okay, you're done when he's done. And then 
it's done. And then you just move on. And it was one of those things. I mean, we were only, and I, I did have a couple health issues too, that later, you know, we discovered that did cause pain with sex. And we actually didn't even think about that until within the past 90 days, we we're like, you know what? I wonder if that actually had something to do with it. But for us, I mean, we were having sex. It got to the point where what, maybe once a month? Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Even, even, I mean, you know, initially we were having more sex um, just because it was new. Right. But, you know, I think even into our marriage, even, you know, six, seven years into us being together, I think in the first couple of years, we'd have sex maybe once a month, maybe, maybe once every couple of months. Even. I mean, we were married in 2009 and I didn't have my first orgasm until 2012. So wow. that was three years into our marriage where I had my, my first orgasm ever, not just my first orgasm with him, but just ever. Oh, no. Wait a minute. You weren't masturbating? No. Okay. Because to oh me, everything God. I related to sex, I was like... She was very sheltered. I was like, very sheltered, too. And, like, the women in my family, they were like, oh, yeah, you know, just pretend like you're tired kind of thing. Like, they just went along with, like, the rhetoric of women. For all those years, I thought I was doing a good job, apparently. <laughs> okay. I have tons of questions here. Okay. Sean, what was the sex like for you if you're having it once a month and she kind of said that it was, you know, she was just like when she was done, when you were done, did you get that sense that it wasn't that enjoyable for her or what? You know, she was really, (laughs) she was really good faker. I mean, I hate to say that. And that's not my personality. Like if I get off, I want you to get off. And I, I, I want her to get off before I get off. That's just the person that I am. And I, you know, for me, I thought, I thought she was right. <laughs> like I said, she was pretty good at faking it. And I also knew how her ex-boyfriend treated her. And that made it very difficult for me. It made me very cautious, right? Because I didn't want to cross that line. And we were only having sex once a month, once every couple months. But I knew when I found her, I struck, or I was way out of my league. So I was like, all right, I can figure this out. I don't want to lose her. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. Ah, and so, okay. So you didn't know she was faking it. And then when she had her first one, her first orgasm, how did that happen? And did she say, "Oh my god, that was my first orgasm"? Did you know, like, at that moment that that was a I real one? Him. I don't think she. Told no, him. I don't think I ever even told him. I think it was one of those things. Like, I wasn't one hundred percent sure what just happened, kind of thing, <laughs> <laughs> and. And it was kind of like a light bulb went off because it was one of those things, you know, like we, you know, before what were we were doing, sex, may I ask what, what, what type of sex act were you doing? It, it was, I think it was me on top. And it was one of those, I think my headspace was just in a different place. I think I allowed myself to just enjoy the pleasure from sex instead of treating it like an act. I, for the first time ever, I treated it like, okay, I can actually gain something from this. Yeah. Before it was like, okay, it does kind of feel good. So if I make him think I had an orgasm, then he'll go ahead and get his orgasm and we can move on. And so this was the first time that I was like, oh no, this, this is actually really starting to feel good. And instead of saying, okay, I'm done. I let it continue until finally, I think what I was doing is I was stopping all the time before I actually got to the orgasm. I was saying, okay, I think I had an orgasm. I'm good. You can have yours now. Okay. So yeah, you weren't giving yourself enough time get warmed up and and get there yeah yeah and i think it's because of how it was i was viewing sex yeah yeah throughout your marriage i mean or before you got married did you talk about sex did you ever i was wondering 
Were you having any dialogue about expectations or what you like, or what you don't like? Was there any sort of connection about sex, connectivity about sex, like outside of the bedroom within your dialogue or no? I think there was, but almost like a, I don't want to say a PG level, but almost like a pretend like it's something, but we both know it's not one of those things. I think it was pretend like things are okay, but we both know they could be better. And like he said, you know, he, he probably did think things were better on my end than what they really were because I wasn't opening up about it. Well, and you know, and I think, you know, she didn't come from a, she came from a strong Christian family, but not, you know, her parents weren't like pastor or anything, but, but I think they sheltered her Mm -hmm. like a lot. Like you don't talk, you don't talk about it. You just do it. And it's not that she wouldn't open up about it. It wasn't that I was raised in a sex negative household. I just wasn't necessarily raised in a sex positive household where it's like, you can be open about it. I never got the birds and the bees talk. It was just kind of like your school's going to take care of that. Right. And everything else you learned from your friends and whatnot. And, you know, I think what really happened in 2012 was I know that especially in the BDSM world, it's almost like a negative phrase, but the 50 shades of gray book, like it was my first erotic book. Now I think unlike a lot of people, I didn't just, that gave me the image, okay, this is exactly what BDSM is. Because I had heard, like, no, it's, it's a farcy, like, it's not. But it did open my eyes, like, there's other stuff like this out there, though. And then when I was reading and learning about these other women who were reaching out and demanding their pleasure, I was like, oh, so it's not one of those things that might happen every now and then. It's something you can actually work towards getting every time you have sex. So when, when did you guys have that 90 days ago? Tell me about like the, was there a big talk you had or how did all of this sort of evolve to, um, we need to, let's make some changes or let's try some new things. I just want to know, I want to know everything about how you got to that conversation and what you said, because I think this is, you know, this stuff is so important. I mean, obviously, you know, you guys aren't the only ones that, that are married, you love each other, but you know, for some reason it sex can be a tough barrier for people to communicate about. And, you know, even as long as you've been together. So what happened? Because you made an about face. <laughs> yeah. You know, like I've mentioned in previous voice notes to you, like our level of communication now, we always were good at communication. I think whenever anybody says like, what's the key to help staying as long together, as long as you guys have communication, but like our level of communication now is it's amazing. But before it was one of those things I would bring up sex to him, but like my resources at the time were erotic novels and, you know, the 50 shades of gray and porn. And he'd be like, but that's not real. And you're, he thought I was creating like almost like a character for him to live up to. So he wasn't taking me serious when I was bringing this to him. And it wasn't, I feel like it was more like honest to God, like I give you a ton of credit, but it's, learning that other people experience what I was wanting in real life. Like, guess what? These aren't characters. These are people who actually are experiencing it. And like, you know, you were willing to share what you went through with your BDSM experience, with your sexual experience. And it's like, you know, you showed, okay, I prioritize what I want. And here we were, that was 2012, where I was like, okay, I'm kind of starting to discover my sexual pleasure and like what I want in sex. And then here we are in 2013. And when I'm bringing it up to him, we were still using the whole, well, your previous experience with sex, your health issues and the way we never used to have sex. Like, I get that, but that was 10 years ago. 
And so, you know, it was, you know, like I'd said before, you know, I had sent him, I was finally just like, okay, we would have, I mean, there would be times that we, you know, we get done having sex and something wasn't right. And like, we did the one thing you're not supposed to do. We had the conversation about our sex life in bed when I know you're not supposed to do that, but I don't know. Is that a rule? Are you not supposed to no, do they that? They always say they always, what, a lot of different sex therapists, they say like the, you know, when you guys are trying to fix something in the bedroom, the last place you should talk about it is in the bedroom because that's just where you're very vulnerable. And, you know, you don't want to like attach if the conversation was negative, which ours tended to do, you don't want to attach that to your sex. So, you know, we would it'd be in tears, you know, we would get into an argument and we'd wake up the next morning still feeling salty about it. And so I knew if I wrote something to him, it would, I don't know what triggered me to do that, but it was like my, something told me like, okay, if I can just send something to him where it's, I know I have his complete attention and I can, cause of course, when you text something, when you write something, when you email something, it's so much easier to do on paper and text versus verbalizing it because, you know, it is tough to talk about. And we hadn't had very many conversations that went a good direction. So I had sent him that. How would they go? How would the conversations go prior to that? It always felt like it was a roundabout thing. Yeah. It's like the same arguments over and over again. For me, I always felt like she wanted the guy in the book that she was reading and not me. She wanted me to act like him. So it almost felt like, for me anyway, it almost felt like she wanted me to act. And I'm like, okay, we both know. I'm no actor and I don't want to be an actor. Like I wanted to feel real, but I didn't fully understand what she wanted. Right. Because I always thought she wanted me to be somebody that I wasn't. So that was where my head always went. And then that's where typically the conversations would go. Like, I feel like you want something that's fake. And again, I didn't understand the BDSM world either at the time, but that's where my head was. I think I've made you feel like you couldn't be what I was wanting you to be kind of thing. Like, like a make-believe character type thing. And like you said, like, you know, he's like, I don't want it to be, you know, not natural. I'm like, well, I don't want it to be unnatural either. I want, you know, what I want is something natural between us, but I can see us having that. And the more I was listening like to you and I was listening, you know, to other podcasts that have to do with BDSM and listening to their dynamic, I'm like, our life is not that far off from that, just in how he's always treated me. And at the same time, he said, though, but I don't want it to be, you know, an act. I don't want it to be for, for pretend. I've always been protective, super protective of her. Like our friends usually make fun of like his protectiveness. She never walks on the outside of the sidewalk. Those are like dominant traits. Things yeah. like that, right? But I've never been like that in the bedroom because I didn't think I could be because of her past and because of her medical issues she went through for years. So I never thought I could take it to the bedroom, right? And I'm for me, striking my wife, I say that lightly, <laughs> striking my <laughs> wife, that's the last thing I want to do, right? But striking her in a BDSM way that she enjoys, well, that was hard for me to comprehend. And that was hard for me to overcome as a husband. 
Hello, beautiful people. I'm here to talk about something that can truly revolutionize your life. Have you ever wished you could have access to pleasure-based sex education right in the comfort of your bedroom? Well, your wish is about to come true with Beducated. Beducated offers over 100 online courses from the world's top experts, bringing you the best techniques and skills to enhance your love life. Whether you're single, in a relationship, no matter your sexual orientation or gender, Beducated is a safe space for all. Try some of my personal favorite courses on Beducated, like How to Make Your Partner Squirt, Prostate Massage, and All the Ways to Pleasure a Penis. You can master new techniques, reignite the spark in your relationship, and build confidence to explore new depths of pleasure. So why buy more stuff when you can invest in your sex life instead? Try all Beducated courses for one day free. You won't get charged for the first 24 hours and you can cancel at any time. No risk with a 14-day money-back guarantee. Get 60% off the yearly pass with my coupon code CURIOUS. Invest in your love life and join Beducated now for just $6.66 per month. By the way, you can also gift your loved ones a personalized Beducated gift card. So what are you waiting for? Click on the link in the show notes and use the coupon code CURIOUS and join the Beducated family today. Remember, it's not just about having great sex. It's about being Beducated. Can you go a little deeper with that? I'm just curious, like why? Because you just felt like you were, even though she was at, asking you for this and consenting to it, right? I just... You just couldn't was, get there initially. <laughs> I think yeah. it's more the degradation thing. Because we even talked about this last night. Yeah. Before... He would say something like, you know, he would actually try to talk dirty and say like, you're, oh, are you a dirty girl? Like, are you, are you a slut type thing? And I would be like, I don't like that. But then like, you know, actually like last night he said, he said something about like, you're my slut, you know, you're my whore type thing. That's the difference. And I told him afterwards, because, you know, we. It's so minor, but it's. But that's the difference. It's like, you want to be, you know, it's the same thing. I don't, you know, someone called me a slut or a whore. It's not very sexy, but you know, when my dominant says, you're my slut, you're my dirty little whore, it's like, oh, yes, I am. Let me show you how much of one I can be. You know, I'm like, yeah, he's definitely me. got the possessive thing down. Which, That's exci- it's especially exciting. Especially when we go out in public. I love it when we go out. And I've like, always been like that. He, he has always, always been good about that, but like even more so now. Oh, I like, love we'll that. We'll go out right. and I'm like, <laughs> I get it. Every guy in the bar knows that I'm yours. It's okay. And I, I love it too. I'm like, but can you keep doing that? Because it's really hot. So It's hot. I know. Yeah, it's very it hot. Yes. It's about but I think that was it too. He didn't want it. He didn't want to spank me. He didn't want to cause pain because about a disrespect. And I think, you know, that did kind of go back with, you know, my last relationship. It was like, he used sex as a weapon. It was kind of like, if you don't have sex with me, then I'm going to leave you type thing. Like we're, we're, we're done type thing. And so there was a lot of disrespect there. Whereas with him, it was kind of like, he said, you know, he's always treated me amazingly. And so the last thing he wanted to do was disrespect me. I think it was just a lack of understanding. To me, it's really about, it's about, it is about respect. You think, you know, it's like, even though you're doing, you know, you're doing things, but you're talking them through, they're done consensually. You can and consent can always be withdrawn if in, in the moment or whatever it doesn't feel right, and I believe and you know I'm sure Britt can chime in on this. That I feel like you know women like we love we love that shit. We love to know that our man has our back and that we don't have to worry and he's got his one eye on us, making sure that we're safe all the time and protected. And pro- you know protection is a really sexy thing, 
to know that this guy is like got you and he's he's claiming you and there's ownership and that just gets you going and the spanking stuff too is like i feel like even adult women we love to be checked because we get we're strong-minded we're strong-willed and every once in a while you need to know that he's in control and he needs to remind you of that and it feels really good and at the end of the day it's like i said you just feel safe and protected and comfort. And then of course, all the, you know, hot, sexy stuff that happens when you're actually in the middle of a BDSM scene and she's getting into subspace and, you know, you're just connecting on these deeper levels, at least for me anyway, that I just never even knew existed. And still to this day, it just blows my mind that you can actually be that connected to another human being. It's incredible. It is wild. And I told him, I think too, I think you just like triggered something in me, like you know, when I, he was saying, like, I felt like I was disrespecting her and I was hurting her. But I think it was, I finally got him to realize, like, no, you're actually in this position as my dominant. You're actually uplifting me. And you're actually treating, like, I feel like a prize when you put me into that submissive role. Like, I actually feel like I'm cherished more than if you weren't treating me like that. I know it's hot. Okay. So, and so what has this done? I, I want to know. So what has this done for you, Sean, how, you know, now that you're getting into it and you're, you're kind of finding your way through it, how do you feel about your dynamic and your relationship with Brit? I think we're closer than we probably have ever been. Our communication is better than it's ever been. I mean, we'll find ourselves at night we're like, we need to go to bed. We got work in the morning. And then we're up talking for an hour, you know, longer than normal. Right. But we're talking about all this stuff that like the new experience, like what, what she likes, what I like, what her fantasies. Right. So we're talking about all this stuff and it's for our relationship. It's been amazing. It really has. Would you say it's a game changer? It, it Yeah. It's a game changer Absolutely. for sure. And you know, not that we would have ever gotten a divorce if we didn't go down this path, but I would say like, I would just say to all the female listeners, if you're looking for something extra in your relationship that you're not getting from your man, speak up because we are very simple creatures. And the fact that we only hear about 25% of what you say to us in the first place. And, and I'm just being honest, right? Oh, and it's no, not that we don't no, care. Yeah, it's not I that know. we don't care. We're just our heads in a hundred different places. Right. So if it takes sending that email, sending, writing a letter, when she sent me the letter, I bawled my eyes out because. Yeah. What did this, what did it say? It was a long letter. It's like, this is what I want. This is what you're this not, what giving not me. getting. And it was just to actually sit there and read it versus hearing it. I was like, wow. Wow. I dropped the ball. I really disappointed my wife and shame on me. And it changed things. And I never gave him like an ultimatum no. or anything. Like I'm going to leave you if this doesn't happen. It was just a, here's a reality check kind of thing. Because I do think that like we would have like the smaller conversations, but it would just not go anywhere. Can I ask you too, just the premise of the conversations was, Hey, we need to make some changes with our sex life. 
Yeah, I mean, it was all about like but sometimes it'd be right in the like in the middle of sex. <laughs> this is not this working. Is, like, I'm yeah, I'm not into this. And like, he was kind of like, well, but the letter kind of laid it out, kind of laid out what she needed, which was more dominance in the bedroom, but also outside of the bedroom. Well, I think that was the yeah. biggest thing that I had. I'd finally gotten through to him that I'm not just asking for you to dominate me while we're having sex. I love the idea of having a 24 seven sub dom dynamic. And that's really what we have. Like, you know, I always, I've been calling it more of like a DS dynamic because it doesn't necessarily have to have the BDSM involved. It doesn't just have to be about bondage and, and dominance in the bedroom, but also like outside of it too. And I mean, the first two months, that's the most growth we had was it was outside of sex. I would say this last month is where because with sex, it has grown that like our sex life that when he mentioned like the fantasies, like sharing my fantasies with him, like I have a shared note with him that I just add to it. Like I'll add like different fantasies to it. And but then, even like sexual stuff outside the bedroom, right? More not, <laughs> this is coming across wrong, but like more public stuff that nobody knows about. Right. Like he's written like, well, well, Halloween, we went out and before I put my costume on, like he wrote like owned on one butt cheek and wrote mine on the other or like wrote mine, like right yeah. on my pubic bone. And like, Oh, I love that. And then <laughs> like the other, what was it a week ago? Like we were out and he's, Oh, he's like, I want you to wear your butt plug while we go out. And, and it was funny because we went to an event where there was tons of people there. And then I had we almost, found out. I had one almost come out several times, but like once in, <laughs> once in church what? and once in Target. Oh, at church. <laughs> Man. I made sure it was a good size one because I was scared of that happening. So I was like, all right, if I'm going to wear this in public, I don't want it to be too big, but I want to make sure yeah. that thing is not going anywhere. And then if they're too small, you know, if the stem, the jewel part is too small. When you're having aggressive sex and you're very relaxed, you know, when you finally you, you're, you're in it. You can get that thing sucked up in there. And that's happened to me. <laughs> yeah, that's a problem. <laughs> but it was so funny because we went out and he said, we realized that we were going to go somewhere else afterwards. I was thinking we were going to go to this one place and then come home. I can handle that. And I was like, oh, I was like, we're going out somewhere else afterwards. And with like more people, like, I was like, I'm going to have to continue to wear it. And he was like, you'll be fine. And he's like, that's, that's a you problem, but you'll be fine kind of thing. And I'm like, like, that was so hot. Like that, that alone was a dominant statement that he would have never said before. Yeah. I love it. I know. I know. Cause you got, you know, it's like, he's telling you to do it. So you got to do it. You know, you just, you really, you know, it's interesting. I find that you pick and choose. I find that it helps women get a lot more agreeable and Absolutely. You, you pick and choose, you know, you really are careful about, well, he has a lot of respect for me and I have a lot of, you know, I have a lot of respect for him. And so I'm just a lot more careful about what I'm going to go to the mat on, you know, because a lot of this stuff just doesn't freaking matter. I've noticed that. I, I've noticed that with her in the past certain situations, she would smart off back to me or say something. And now she's very like, Oh no, no, no. I didn't mean, I didn't mean it like that. She just, she's I will, changed I will, her. a little bit of brattiness will come out from time to time. But. From time to time, but we deal with it. <laughs> 
but the, we, the, but that's fine, you know. And sometimes, sometimes I'm sure Brit will do that because you want a punishment, you want to be checked. Let's like I said, women like to be checked. We really do. We're in that way. We're kind of like children, you know. It's like we like to push, 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 push because where we really want a, a man to stand up to us and say no, no, darling, that's not happening. Not you know, not with me. And then you're like, oh, okay. You know, and then you're like, oh, you get in line, you know, because yeah. you're like, well, you're like, okay, well, but that was really hot. <laughs> but that was really hot when you said that. <laughs> but I remember there was one point where I think we both, it really opened our eyes. It must have shown like a spotlight to, wow, this is actually something really special. And our relationship is going to take off from here. It was one night that I said something and he didn't like my response. It was something about like, it was almost like one of those, like, would you ever, how would you feel if this happened type thing? And it was about like sleeping with somebody else. And I didn't say like, I want to sleep with somebody else, but I said, this is how I would handle it. I would do this. And he was like, I didn't realize that really upset him. Like your answer should have just been that you would never sleep with him in general. So why does it matter type thing? That would have been an argument. We would have gone upstairs. We would have had an argument. We would have gone to bed angry. And then we would have pushed it on the rug and something from that argument would have festered. Instead, we went upstairs and he, or he said, go upstairs and wait for me. And that always means on your knees in a thong. And he came upstairs and he said, bend over and he spanked me. And he was just like, I did not appreciate that. And like, I, I, there was that euphoric feeling came and I was like, and of course we had sex afterwards. And I was like, we handled that completely different than we would have ever handled any argument. And it was the best way to handle it than we ever knew existed. Yeah, I it, love yeah. it. Yeah. The dynamic has changed dramatically because of the lifestyle change. And I know not everybody's into it, right? But I, I think a lot more females are probably into it than admit. But I challenge that more men are probably into it too. They just don't realize it. Oh, I think a lot, you know, that's why men are, you guys are so lovely because you really will go along with a lot of shit that we push your way. I mean, I've said this on the show. It's like, men, you're, you are so amenable. It's like, okay, she wants me to learn some love languages. I'll go I'll learn some love languages. She wants to go to marriage counseling. I'll go to marriage counseling. You know, she wants to try this, whatever, you know, the crazy new gizmo. Yeah, okay, we'll try that. I mean, you know, you guys really do go above and beyond, I believe. Whereas women were more like, oh no, ew, you know, we, I'm not doing that. Da, da, da. But again, the, the beauty of the DS dynamic is that, you know, somebody's leading and somebody's following and it's feels very natural for the man to lead. And I'm not, and, and there's sometimes it's reverse. Sometimes it's a female led relationship, but generally speaking, you know, it feels natural for women to submit to a man. And what we've gotten so far away from that, and when we do it, you know, and it's almost like it's to our detriment because when we do it, it's so hot and it's so sexy. And then that guy is a thousand percent more willing to, like you said, keep his eye on you, protect you, you know, uh, go above and beyond for you because you're fucking his. I mean, you literally have submitted and you are his and he is yours. It's mutual. It's not like, you know, nobody has in the power dynamic, nobody has a leg up on somebody because everybody, it's all consensual, but it feels really good when you're really truly in sync with each other. And it makes a difference inside the bedroom, outside of the bedroom. It 
just it's a game changer in my opinion. I feel like it almost gives you more power. Like to submit, like submitting to him actually makes me feel stronger. I know. Oh, absolutely. Oh, no, it makes perfect sense. Absolutely. Because, you know, you really are just, it's about the trust. I mean, it really shows him how much you trust him. Yeah. You know, I trust you. I know I can do this and I can do it safely. So it's a huge compliment. And I'm so excited for you. So, okay, what like what are your some of your favorite things? Let's really get down to the nitty gritty. What what are some of just the the things that you find just the hottest about you know your your newfound uh, sexual dynamic? The, I mean, I guess this. Of course, the sex is incredible. The I feel like Isn't I mean, it? he's always prioritized my pleasure. Like he said, he always you know, made sure I got off or thought I got off before him. And it wasn't about a, like, as long as I come, that's all that matters. He never treated me like that. But I feel like he's so connected with my orgasm now. Like before he was saying, I didn't know that she wasn't having one. Now he can tell. And like, especially like if he's edging me or something like that, like that is so hot. Like I told him, I said, I don't think I've, I've experienced subspace yet. But I think I've gotten extremely close. I feel like, you know, it gets to that point where, and I told, and a lot of times, and we're, we're super busy. So sometimes we're like, all right, we got to make sure we, you know, put some time aside for each other before we go to the gym or something like that. So, you know, usually it takes a lot of time to get into that. But he's been so much better about like warming me up. And it's that, you know, we've always had foreplay, but the level of floor, foreplay we have now that includes the, I don't know, part of the, you know, the bondage part of it and that kind of stuff. It, it just, it's really hot. <laughs> ah, mm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. What does it feel like for you, Britt, when you're kind of fully in your submission, either you're, you know, you're, you're in a bondage moment or you're being spanked? What is that like for you? I feel like in the moment, I feel like time stops, almost like nothing else exists. And which I think like sex should be that anyway. Yeah. But, but that's a subspace kind of a, you're getting, yeah. you're, you're getting on that road. I'm, right, I'm always like, I feel like I'm right there. But um, I always compare it. It's so euphoric feeling that I compare it to, I used to get body work done a lot when I was competing and I would get like, you know, it's like those deep tissue massages that like, it doesn't feel good. It's not like one of those fluffy massages that like, oh, I'm going to make you feel better. It's like one of those, like it actually hurts. I'm crying. I'm yelling as they're getting into those muscles. But afterwards, like you feel so light. At the same time, you feel like you just went through one of the toughest workouts you've ever been through. So like in the end, I feel like, you know, either during that time or right afterwards, I I always tell him, I'm like, I feel like I just had an intense deep tissue massage and like anything I had that was like toxins or anything like that's been released. But at the same time, I just worked out too. If that makes sense. But it's like, it's like a euphoric feeling. And what about for you, 
Sean, like what is this like when you're, when your wife is just fully submitting to you, you're dominating her. You guys are, you know, in a scene. What's it's very, uh, it's very, it's a very powerful feeling. Was it primal? Yeah, that's a good, that's a good, a good term for it. It's very primal. I like that. And I grew up wrestling. So like the goal of a wrestling match is to not dominate your opponent. Right. So I think I probably got some of that, those characteristics just from my past, but in, in my upbringing, but just a very alpha upbringing, but yeah, it's very primal and it's <laughs> because I'm giving her what she needs. She is open to pretty much anything. <laughs> Right. Which from a guy's perspective is like, wow, never thought my wife would do that. <laughs> she's never done that in 10 years, you know, but she's, <laughs> I'll just say they become a lot more open-minded when you give them what they need. Right. So it's very primal. It's very, at times, very aggressive in a good way. Oh yeah. Um, no, don't, it's, don't, don't. Well, you don't have to clarify to me. <laughs> in, a good, in a good way. I know um, it's in a good way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you know what? It's, it's exciting and it's, it's much different than it, it's a, it's a kind of sex that I never thought I would have. If that makes sense. Yeah. No, I thought you were going to spend marriage without having sex at all. I did for a long time. I felt. <laughs> oh like, my hey, gosh! I'm going to get my once a month treatment. And <laughs> was that what was that like for you? Was that hard? Because I mean, I assume you wanted sex more than once a month. Yeah, because you know, at the time, right? So now I'm, you know, now I'm pushing forty, but but at the time when we met, I was twenty, twenty, twenty one. Oh, so I was very. Uh, I was wanting sex pretty much as much as I could get it. Testosterone is at the peak. I was going to say a lot of testosterone going there. Yeah. You know, for, for me, like I knew I hit the jackpot with her from the standpoint that I was never going to find anybody more attractive than her for me. So I was like, I can work with the not having sex. Like I'll get myself off or, and hopefully one day, maybe it'll change. It was tough. I mean, I will say it was tough. I never thought I would actually cheat. And I never went there because that's just not who I am. You know, I made a commitment to her and I was never going to do that. But not getting sex is, especially at 20, 21 years old, was was really difficult. And, you know, now now looking back, knowing what I know with her medical and stuff, like I understand it and I get it. But I'm glad we worked through that part of our life. But, um, but yeah, it was it was wasn't easy. I can't. I mean, I I am. I can imagine that would just, especially for you know a man. You know, I just feel like that's really yeah, it's really hard. Um, so t- what's on your fantasy list? Like, what are you guys working on? Where do you want to go with all of this? I'll let you start with that one. <laughs> Wait, do you want me to pull it up? <laughs> yeah, um, you can't pull it up. <laughs> yeah, what is? Trying to think, like, well, because like, like, like I said, he's already like been making some of them come true. The one of the ones that, which I guess we have done this one, but it's the sensory overload that he. So he's done this twice actually, and I tell you, it is. It has been probably some of the best sex. I mean, we've been having some of the best sex of our lives lately, but like these past couple times where he does, he'll say, okay, get your headphones. 
and he'll have a blindfold and he'll just take away all my senses. Yeah. The and, deprivation. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, that I, I had, you know, put on there that I wanted that. Um, you never know my next move. I never know his next moves. And like the one, the one time he went to go like get something and he brought it back back. And I told him what was going through my head at the time afterwards. And he was like, Oh, I should have like left the room for like five minutes and just made you lay there. And I was like, no, I was like, that's actually kind of sounds hot. <laughs> like not knowing what you're going to do type thing. So that was one of them for sure. I love the idea of um, the like going to dinner and like take your panties off type thing. And like more of, and I'm like, I'm not an exhibitionist. I mean, at least not that I know of. I am learning a lot about myself lately, but um, you, you might know, be, there might the be idea, one in there. <laughs> I think it's the idea of like, it's something between us and it's still out in public that it's still like, it's, you know, it's just adventurous type thing. You're right. You know, well, it's thrilling. You could get caught and, yeah. you know, and some people might kind of catch wind of what you're doing a little bit and sort of pay attention and, and it's, it's, exciting. But it's yeah. yeah, it is very exciting. I know. I never thought I was into that either until I was. <laughs> until <laughs> I-, <laughs> I like the idea of like being tied up with like, you know, a vibrator tied to you or oh, something God. like that. Yeah, that's something that I would like to experience sometimes, which actually like we haven't been using a vibrator hardly at all. Like even like, even if I masturbate, like I won't use a vibrator as much just from, I've gotten to know my body a lot lately that I never did before. And what's great about that is like, I've been able to show him, like we've done like mutual masturbation several times recently or like manual stimulation where like, I'll show him this is how I like it with just my hands. And like, not only have I learned my body, but like he's really learned it too. But I think that's a hard, that's a hard part as a couple. It's very, you're in a very vulnerable state when you're mutually masturbating. Right. And even us that have been together for 20 years, like that's still a very vulnerable thing that we never explored but it's it's really amazing. Like it really is. And it and it breaks the monotony of sex, right? So that you're not, you know, not feeling like you have to have sex all the time. Like there's other ways to make yourself feel good, you know, get off or whatever. But doing it together is is pretty cool. I've totally been into that. I've been on this like, you know, watch me masturbate type of thing with my partners. And it's just it's something about it is it's kind of like, kind of like, let me show off a little bit for you. I guess there's a little, just a little element of that, but I like watching. I like the feedback, you know, like I like him watching me and then me telling him or, you know, watching what he's doing while I'm turning him on and then he's turning me on. And it's just this, it's just this loop, this feedback loop. And it's really, I don't know. It's, it's sexy. It sounds, it's, I think it's underrated, you know, but it's really, really sexy. And it turns me on to no end. And I never, you know, I mean, everybody's usually like, okay, you got to get right to the, you know, penetration, penetration, penetration. And I love it. I love penetration. Don't get me wrong, but it's just one more thing and one more way that you guys can enjoy each other and where it doesn't always have to be about, you know, cause even BDSM can get monotonous, you know, when mm-hmm. you get stuck in little ruts. So it's always good to be just, trying little things and adding in different elements and it 
makes a huge difference. Is there one sort of go-to item or something that you guys really like to now incorporate in your play that you never would have thought of before? We use probably twice as much lube as we've ever used. (laughs) I will say that. Yes, because Um. it's the sex can be very vigorous. <laughs> we bought like a, we bought like a sixteen ounce like bottle with like the pump on it and everything. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it was eye opening for a while because I was like, man, why am I so raw? Like, <laughs> like <laughs> what so is raw. happening? Why am I not drinking enough water? Like, what is going on? And it's yeah, just the yeah. friction, but like you're chafing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was chafing quite regularly. We were having so much more sex than you was. Ever it was just. Yeah, it was crazy. Do you guys ever have a session where it's like where Britt says, okay, I'm going to need a day off the next day because you're pretty. It's actually more you. It's usually him. It's usually me. Like, (laughs) we went pretty fucking hard last night. Like, I need a day off, so you're taking a day off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's where, like, sometimes I'll, like, that's where my brattiness will come out type thing. Like, I'll be like, oh, I'm just going to tease you then and see if you give in type thing. Or, or, like, he'll be really good about, like, I can still take care of you or something like, you know, he'll, he'll still like, if he's kind enough, he'll well, still take you care know, of you. I, I do want to say too, as a man that's, you know, approaching 40 years old, like I get that men, you know, men tend to, as they age, lose testosterone. well, testosterone, but like just libido, libido, libido is the word I was looking for. So, and, and women tend to, I think, increase libido as they get older, but like, testosterone therapy or replacement is amazing. It really is. And it really does. Did you happen to catch that episode I had? Of I um, listened to it. I did. didn't, but yeah. yeah. No, I loved it. it it's a thing. It, it really is a thing. And guys should not I don't not think be, it gets talked to. I don't think it gets, it doesn't. I don't think it's out there enough. I mean, you no. know, we always hear about it for women, but we never really hear about it for men. And quite frankly, before I even started the show, like, I don't think I even knew that it, that was a, an issue and that it existed. It is an issue. I would say most men out there are walking around with low testosterone. And and guys tend to get into a rut where after a hard day at work, they just want to come home, they want to sit on the couch, and they want to watch TV. And it's like, that's probably because you have low T or low testosterone. And it's done amazing things for me. So I would encourage encourage men, like especially if you're 30s, 40s, we're both big advocates about blood work. And you're really, and you're really like six weeks or so not feeling good. It's probably because your testosterone is low. For women, I think like progesterone, even testosterone for women, I think not enough women know what their levels are. Right. I know. I had mine checked. I mean, just, you know, I'm like, I just want to know, like, where's my baseline? Because this is what we want to maintain. As time exactly. goes on. Yeah. Which is like, I just want to enjoy life. Hormones are, hormones are crazy, but they can... What they do if you are not right, <laughs> you know, it makes you feel like doing nothing. And with that comes possibly neglecting your partner. And generally, I would say, I don't know what the ratio is, but I think that tends to swing a little more, you know, on women where, again, when their hormones start changing, then it's really the poor guy that is not get, you know, went from once a month to, once a year. <laughs> Once a year. Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. So I really appreciate you saying that. I'm glad I'm glad you uh brought that up, Sean, and put that out there because that's not it's just 
it's just normal. You know, I mean, your hormones are going to fluctuate and depending on different different things and whatever variables in your life and everybody's different, you know, it can hit you. Like, I'm glad you said, you know, in your thirties and forties, because it's not, it's not like an older man's issue per se. It can happen to any man at any age. And that was really, that was really enlightening for me when I started following, is it Brandon, Brandon Church, I think his name is. When I started following him, just how many young men, you know, have that. And I was, I, you know, I was blown away. And I actually, it made me think like, oh my gosh, I get it now. Cause I've run across some of those men and now Absolutely. I, I'm, and I understand, I just didn't understand. I'm like, this doesn't seem right. He's a healthy young man. Like he should be cutting diamonds with that thing. You know? <laughs> Do you have like a favorite thing that he does, Britt, that just gets you like, oh my God, I love that. And then if he doesn't do it, you're like, I hope he does that. (laughs) Non-sexually, I think, like, he'll randomly send me a text. Well, it's not really random. He's gotten to the point now where it's, like, pretty much every morning and every afternoon, he'll say, like, how's my good girl doing? Oh, yeah. How's my amazing sub doing? We'll use monikers sometimes. It is a little bit harder just being married, you know, and being together, coming into this relationship with 19 years of, you know, we used to use, like, I can't call him baby anymore. I used to call him baby all the time. I say, Hey baby. Or like, here you go, baby. Like I, I just can't call my dominant that anymore. So, you know, it's like that kind of stuff changes, but like, it's those, you know, it's those text messages and it's, you know, he could tell me about my water just because, you know, from when I used to do bodybuilding, like I used to drink one and a half to two gallons of water a day. Now I'm at the point where like, if I don't get a gallon of water a day in, I'm dehydrated. And we realize, like, if I'm dehydrated, I'll cramp during sex or I don't stay wet enough because being hydrated has to do with if you're wet down there. So, like, he'll be like, are you getting your water in? Or, like, you know, if I do show him, he's like, that's my good girl. So, like, outside of sex, like, that to me is so hot and it's so caring. Like, that just goes to show he is putting my needs as a priority. And then in the bedroom, I would just say, like, the multiple orgasms, like go into detail. <laughs> yeah, I want. Yeah, we want the detail. <laughs> like, well, usually, you know, mo- I would say at least fifty percent of the time he ties me up. It's not one of those things where like he has to tie me up every time, but like I do like being tied up. You know, it's. I mean, he's he goes down before. I feel like he would just like go right away. It's like, all right, I'm going to go down on her. One of those things, and it's just like you. It, I mean, you went from zero to to hundred right away. And now it's more of like that slow burn warm up that just like, you know, it gets that blood flow going naturally. And then when I do have that first orgasm and he also says, you know, after you orgasm, I want you to say, thank you, sir. So then that like lets him know, okay, you know, she's finished that orgasm. I can start working on the next one. Um, Is it the tongue movement? Yeah, that's the tongue. I mean, you've always been talented there. But also, I think, like, too, and it has to do with more, you know, communicating during foreplay and, and telling him how I like my clit to be touched. Like, you know, before I think he would touch it really hard, put pressure on it. I'm like, you know what? Ease up a little bit kind of thing. And then, like, the second that he would do that, I'm like, oh, shit. Okay, the waterworks are on. I actually made myself squirt for the first time and showed him how I did that. That's wild. So he does it to me now. Isn't it wild? So, yes. It's wild. Yeah. Actually, the first time I learned it, he went out of town and I have a love ends toy. One of the ones with that, like you can do the, the, uh, control, like he could control it. 
And so we were using the video feature for that. But I said, actually, I don't want to use the toy. Do you want me to show you how I make myself squirt? So I did it for him on the video. And then from there, it was just kind of like, all right, let's, I, I want you to try to do this too. So like, I love it when he makes me do that too. Oh my God. What is it about that? That's just the best. I Because I think it's the ultimate, like when, when a guy makes you squirt, it's because he's making it, he's hundred percent making it happen. And it's just like, look at what he's doing to my body, you know? And it's almost like he knows he's, he's the master of my body. He knows it almost better than me. It's such a turn on to have, you know, someone have that much control over you and be that open to them having that much control over you. And then it'll, I don't know if it's to this point yet, but when my dominant used to tell me like to come for him, like instantly my body would react. It was like, it's like a Pavlovian response. You know, you just, you're so in sync and Oh my God. It's <laughs> the connections. The connection is crazy. Like, isn't it the difference in connection compared yeah. to what we used to have versus what we Isn't have it now. almost like a totally different relationship? It, it really it is. is. I've, I've said that to him. Like, I feel like, and what I love about it, I feel like I'm falling in love with him all over again. Oh, like, I love that. And, you yeah. know, being in a long-term relationship, you know, you don't have NRE anymore. You don't have that new relationship energy, but like, I feel like we have new relationship energy. Like I, we're kind of like not starting all over again, but we're starting from a much better place and going on a much better path. And, you know, before, even though we were having sex for, you know, almost 19 years, like I couldn't confidently say that he did know my body, that he knew how to get me off before he knew certain things I liked. I don't think he actually knew how to like, he's starting, it's almost like he's learning my body, like an instrument. He's starting to learn how to play it, how to like, make music with it kind of thing. And that's literally, I feel like each time. And that's where, you know, I did trust him before, but now I'm starting to really let go more and, and just give him more trust and knowing like, okay, I can trust him to tie me up and do to me what's going to feel really good. I know. And you don't have to be the director. Like you just get to like, <sighs> You know, like, thank you. You can have all the responsibility. I don't want it. I don't need it. Take this this burden off of me. <laughs> it's, so, it's so fucking wonderful. <laughs> Isn't wild. it? It is. And, yeah. And, and what's that like for you, Sean? Just like to be that, during sex, to be that connect, like where you're just, I mean, you have that much influence over her body. It's, re, you know, it reacts to your touch, to your voice. Everything it's a very primal feeling. It really is. It's like I can do to her whatever I want. And it's a very powerful feeling too because I can either make her come or I can choose not to. Yeah. It's up and to you. It's up to me. And depending on how she's acting, <laughs> depends <laughs> – Depends on how, how that ends. Right. So but at the same time as that delay of gratification, cause I know like I, it is so hard when he does edge me and like before he would like in the beginning, when we started our BDSM in the bedroom, he would edge me like once or twice and then he would give me what I wanted. Now lately he'll like edge me three, four, five times. But then that orgasm that I have finally, like, it's just like every nerve ending down there is firing off. Oh yeah. Yeah. I know. Cause you're so, you're just almost like 
I don't know if you've ever been so desperate for an orgasm, like he, he's edged you so bad that you just almost want to cry. You can, it's like, you're so close. You can feel it. You're just like, please. I love bodies that. are crazy. <laughs> I mean, the female body what I'm finding is like insane. Like in the mat, the fact that you guys can get off like that many times that fast is unreal to me. It's oh unreal. My- it's amazing. I know. I love this is what I love about being a woman. Yeah. I mean, just that we can, the amount of pleasure, and, and there's just different, we have so many different places to get that pleasure from. You know, it's not just. And we like all of them. Yes. <laughs> I know. I mean, it's, it's incredible. So, what is your, okay. So, you guys have been in this for what, about 90 days? Okay. What is your ultimate, like, kind of goal, long term plan with all this? What's, what would you like to see come out of all of this? I think we, so like, we've never done, like, we never had a contract or anything like that. And I'm not saying that we need to have that, but we did talk about how, you know, I do like the idea of having some concrete rules, tasks. We have some unspoken, well, not unspoken because we do speak about them. We didn't like write them down or anything, but like, we do have certain rules, you know? And I like the idea of like, okay, you know, rule number one, the submissive will always like keep her safety first, will not put herself in jeopardy, will not you know, we'll always drive carefully. And uh, like I said, you know, different tasks, like the water, um, and that has a purpose. And I think that's where, um, what I'm not, and I mean, this might sound controlling to some people, but like, I'm not supposed to leave. I work from home. So like, I'm not supposed to leave the house without telling them. And I mean, we track each other anyway. I don't but, think, see, again, uh, it's know, about what two people agree on, you know, and, and ultimately the, the things that he's, that, that you guys are agreeing on make you feel safe and protected and cared for and really loved. Exactly. Right. And, it all has a purpose. And that's why you're, you're happy to do it because you know that it's done really out of concern and care for your best interest. And that's his job and he's doing it and you're letting him do it. Sexiest and not now. only just letting him, but like, I want him to do no, it. Yes. And like, I, I thrive under structure. And, you know, when I used to do, and in, in, when I competed in bodybuilding, it was like, you had your meals were decided for you, your workouts were decided, your supplements, your schedule, everything was decided for you. I thrived under that. I don't like, I've always been, I was a manager for literally like two weeks once. I hated every bit of it. I don't like being in charge of people but I like to be the leader. I like to, and I, you know, I do, I firmly believe I have a strong praise kink and I know like words of affirmation is my love language. And, you know, my parents, I was always striving through adolescence to get their approval. So like, I do feel like I have that desire to, to earn praise. And so I've always wanted to be a leader and a standout, but not necessarily be in control. So I feel like with him, he can give me that structure I need he can make the decisions I need him to make. And at the same time, I get to feel like cherished. I get to feel like this, you know, this special thing to him, which he's always made me feel special, but like it is a hundred times more. I feel like for me, like, because she does those things for me, I can fill her love tank in the bedroom better. It's kind of like, I don't know. It's just, for me, I think long-term, it just is going to make us stronger together because we have a certain dynamic that you can't get just anywhere. No. Right. Does this bring you peace as a man, Sean? 
Yeah, absolutely. Because I feel the appreciation from her in the, the little things that I do outside the bedroom. So it makes me feel like as a man, this is what I'm supposed to do for my wife and only my wife. But then on the flip side of that, I love that I can give her what she needs sexually as well and make sure she's taken care of from that side of things. So, yeah. Oh, well, that's got to feel pretty good. I mean, you it know, does. you're talking yeah. her world. I mean, come on, like who, what guy doesn't love that? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I noticed over the last three months, like her, her attitude and her, her just demeanor, like she's just been happier. Right. Mm-hmm. And she just walks around happier. She's not, she doesn't get attitude very often. Like she doesn't, you know, um, she's just not in a bad mood. Well, I think too, like I've always struggled with body dysmorphia and like body image issues. I've been naked more in the past 90 days than I think our entire relationship. That like, Don't if you I feel, was in the show. you so beautiful with I him? I do. I never went to bed. I went to bed with shorts, sports bra, t-shirt. You know, my whole thing was I'm just going to put on what clothes I'm going to be wearing for cardio the next morning to make it easier. Like, that's all I cared about. Now it's like, you know, that's one of our rules is like, I am to go to bed in a thong only, you know, unless I have this permission because like, if I'm not feeling well that night and I want to wear a t-shirt to bed, that's okay kind of thing. But, you know, and I love that. Like, and then now it's kind of like, you know, I feel like not only am I just doing that out of habit now, but it's like, I feel like each little bit I'm serving him. And like, because he takes such good care of me in the bedroom, outside of the bedroom, and especially when it's like those nights, like I was saying, where you have like that euphoric feeling and like, you know, if I got off multiple times, had one of those crazy orgasms, like was on the cusp of subspace, like that next day, I'm like, I'll get so excited. Like what the one time I went to the grocery store and I, I was so excited. I found, he loves filet and I found him like a great looking filet. And I was so excited to bring it home to him. I'm not a, like, I'm not a, like a service sub, but I felt like I was serving him. And like, I was just like, so excited about like, what can I do for him now to show my appreciation for him? Because he made me feel hella good earlier today or last night. I know. And this is why I always say like what these, what these vanilla relationships need is just a little BDSM in their life. Cause it's. You're it, not wrong. I, because it, I think it helps. What I really think it helps people do because it's so structured that just by following it, you're really kind of getting into the natural order of things and the natural way that helps relationships function really well. And it's like you were talking about the service stuff. I don't consider myself a service sub either, but I love everything that I do that I know to think of that I can make him happy outside of the bedroom. Anything I can do. Do you want me to do the laundry, fold it, you know, uh, tidy up, whatever. Just like little things. What time do you want me back? You know, um, is it okay if I'm, you know, when you get back, I'm not home, you know, just things like that. Because like, he's working all day. He looks forward to seeing me when he gets home. And so I make it a point to be there. That's important to him. I know it's like anything that I know is important to him. I want to do it. I want to be the one to fulfill that for him. And it makes me happy. I feel amazing. And I just kind of, it just really, I feel like it opens women up. Like you just want to give and give and give. Because you're so appreciative of all the things that this man is doing for you in the bedroom and outside of the bedroom. 
Okay. So I think we kind of, we kind of talked about what your future plans are, but just like anything else, I guess, anything else like on the immediate radar, like we got to scratch this off soon. I know you want, you like the public, you're getting into the public stuff. You want, you want it more contractual. You want a little bit more formal, right? You want things written. Yeah. You want some things written out, which I think are, which I think is great. And then you wanted to do a little public stuff, little like, like kind of like, I like the idea of like the secretive, like nobody else knows kind of thing. Are you, are you interested in wearing a, a collar at all? I actually have one on. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. It's a little fuzzy. Oh, I see it. Oh, it is. Okay. Yeah. yeah that's like a, it's like a dead collar. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a 24 seven. It's got like the helix lock on it. So oh, okay. he gave that to me a month in. So oh. I did tell him, I said, I want to be collared, but I said, I want you to learn what it means. And I said, I don't want you to collar me until you understand. And I mean, we were already married and I mean, he's got like six tattoos with my name on on him somewhere on him so like we're already bound but I was like this means something different it does and you know it's one of those things like it feels so prideful when we go out places with friends and only one of our friends even knows about it knows what it means know that knows that we have like this between us but like I love the idea of going out and like even if people don't know what it means I know what it means and like I'm not here as his wife I'm not here as his date I'm here as his submissive. He's my dominant. What we have between us here, what we have behind closed doors is something that like both of us just hold so much respect for. Yeah. And you know, you'll see people out in public every once in a while. You'll catch, I'll catch another female with, you know, a collar on and I'm like, "Mm mm-hmm. You know? (laughs) (laughs) I know. I can't wait for the day for that to happen. Yeah. Well, they'll see you. You'll see each other, you know, and you'll be like, oh yeah. You know, and, and, uh, it's very fun. Oh my gosh. I just, I'm loving talking to you guys. Let's, let's just kind of, I'd love to just kind of wrap it up with what advice would you give to another, you know, other couples that are in a similar situation like you guys were in? What's the best advice you could give them for how to, you know, if they want to start experimenting and they want to try things and they want to move their sex life in a different direction, how would you recommend they do that? I think for me, for starters, one thing I think like separates us, especially from just like our generation is I know a lot of people are into like, okay, well, the only, the next step is we need to open our marriage. We need to invite a third or something. I just, that doesn't always have to be the answer. And that was never going to be the answer for us. But at the same time, we didn't want to be miserable. So, you know, for, I think the best thing I ever did, obviously, because it kind of offset this first got it started was putting it on paper because a lot of people will say stuff via text, email, you know, typing it out versus what they're not comfortable enough saying verbally. I tried saying it verbally and I, I just couldn't verbalize it. I didn't know the right words to say. I didn't know how to tell him what I needed without just putting it down on paper and saying, all right, no, I'm telling you right now, this is what I need. And then I think it's just, just be vulnerable and it's okay to admit, I've, met, I've admitted several times, like, even though we've been together for 19 years, yeah, I trust you more than I did now than I did 90 days ago. So that is being vulnerable. And that is, I have to realize, like, I might hurt his feelings in saying that. But, you know, sometimes you kind of just have to get them to understand, like, I do trust you, but I think it can go further than that. I'm not trying to change you. I'm trying to change us basically. And, you know, like he said, 
we would I don't think we would have ever gotten a divorce, but it definitely would not have been. I would, I was never as excited about the future of our relationship as I am now. Yeah. I think for me, it was the letter, right. That really opened my eyes to the fact that I was not giving my wife what she needed. And so being vulnerable, being honest with yourself and with your spouse or, or significant other about what you want and really, really starting that conversation because that's really where it started with us. It was that letter that started conversation that needed to be had that we were just not having. And that brings out desires, fantasies. That brings out everything that you want as a partner and expect as a partner. And then really putting in the work. I mean, it, it especially for us, right? We've been together 19 years. For us, it's marriage. For others, I, I understand it's not necessarily. But for us, it's work, right? You have to be willing to do that. And we both are because we love each other. But, you know, really going to work on it and making it happen and giving your spouse what they need on both sides. And um, whether that's BDSM or not. But, yeah, I you know, I think anybody that's wanting to venture down the BDSM path have that conversation because it can really, it can really change your relationship. I think getting uncomfortable too, not being afraid to get uncomfortable. Right. And, and, you know, I think too, like if you have a stereotype in mind of what BDSM is and you're like, well, I've always, yeah, that sounds hot, but I don't want to do this or I don't want to be this. No one says you have to, there's not a rule book. Yeah. There's a lot of people that have like, you know, they have stereotypes and they say like, you should do this. You shouldn't do that. But that doesn't necessarily mean you have to do it that way. Make it your own. I think that's one thing we've said from the beginning. We're gonna we're creating what we want, not what stereotype there are for other people. And that's perfect. Absolutely. That's exactly the right way, you know, to do it. And oh my gosh, I'm so proud of you guys. I'm gonna have to have you back on in like, you. you know, another 90 days. And, yeah, you know, and I want to see what, you know, what you guys are getting into. <laughs> <laughs> you may not, may not want to know by then. <laughs> oh, I love details. No, I want to know everything. I, I'm just like, I love details. Have you listened to my show, Sean? Yeah, that's <laughs> true. I have. I have. I've sent him a couple episodes, the ones that like involve the BDSM talk, but he hasn't heard all the like, I know for a fact that she likes details. <laughs> I do. I love the details. Yeah. I liked all of them. Like, I want every detail. So, yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm expecting next time. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All every right, every little gem. nitty gritty. Every, all right. yes. All the nitty gritty. And I'm thinking in another 90 days, you guys are going to have, you know, just a lot at the, at the rate you're going, you know, you'll have a lot of more just even more stuff to talk about and fun stories and things to share so we're definitely going to have you back on thank you guys i appreciate you coming on yes and thank you guys so much for listening and spending your saturday with me i know that uh, we all appreciate it and if you guys want to leave me any questions or comments you know what to do go to my website thecureschooldiaries.com click on the pink tab on the right hand side you have five minutes let it rip I get back to each and every one of you personally, and I love, love, love your feedback. So give me some, guys. All right, everybody, stay happy, stay healthy, stay safe. Mwah, mwah, mwah. Love you guys. Bye. 
Thanks so much for listening. And if you like what you hear, refer me to a friend. And make sure you're following me on social media. Also, go to the website, thecuriousgirldiaries.com, and join my subscribers-only list for access to exclusive content. And as usual, questions or comments, you can always email me at curiousgirl at thecuriousgirldiaries.com.